Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to PwC I4S Talks, your source for all things I4S, covering technical accounting matters, business issues, current standard setting and regulatory updates. Stepping into the big shoes of Ruth Preedy, I'm your new host, Andrea Pride. And with it being the start of a new year and today's episode being Podcast 101, it seemed to be a good opportunity to take a step back and talk about what matters to investors when they look at financial statements. And to help me through that is my guest, Hilary Eastman. Hilary is PwC's Head of Global Investor Engagement. Welcome, Hilary. Hello. Hilary, could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, Andrea. My work primarily involves speaking to investors and analysts to understand their views on reporting, audit, governance, and regulation that affects the information they get. And when I say investors and analysts, I mean broadly across the investment chain, from asset owners like pension funds and insurance companies, as well as their clients, the retail shareholders, and the intermediaries, like the asset managers, portfolio managers, investment analysts, uh, credit ratings agencies, and governance and stewardship experts. They all play a different role and they care about different things. So it's important to get a wide range of views. We have a UK and global team that regularly has informal discussions with these investors and analysts. And we also canvas views through our investor surveys. Topics that we tend to discuss with them include new accounting standards, changes to corporate governance, environmental reporting, expectations of auditors, and macro trends that affect the markets, such as disruptive technologies, political developments, and economic policy. The point of all of this is to gather their views to help our clients report better to the capital markets. So that's that's quite a broad set of topics. And just starting at the, the thin end, many of our listeners will be focusing on the accounting and investors and analysts are at the front of the food chain when it comes to IFRS standards. Um, the ISB's conceptual framework puts a lot of importance on the needs of investors and analysts from financial reporting and the information that they need for making decisions relating to providing capital to companies. So that really brings me to my first big question, given the wide range of interests and given that general purpose financial reports are not meant to show the value of a company, do the financial statements actually matter to investors? That's a great question to start with. And yes, they do matter. And it's important to remember (laughs) that regardless of the criticism the financial statements and annual reports get, They are the basis for the information used to analyze and understand a business and its performance and prospects. So you're not just talking about the financial statements, you're also talking about analyst presentations and even information put out by data aggregators such as Bloomberg there, I guess. Yes, yes, of course, because those are all based on information that's in the audited financial statements. So investors don't just want to be told about the value of a business, though. They actually see it as part of their role to come up with their own assessment of value. And they like to use their assessment to compare it with what others are saying in the market about about the company's value through its share price. They also use financial statements to hold management and boards accountable for their capital allocation decisions. So in other words, for assessing stewardship. M&A activity is a good example of this, where the disclosures about value allocation, synergies, and other factors become really important in assessing whether a deal made financial sense and is paying off as intended. And this helps companies build trust with the market. Great. So accountability and trust are clearly the key issue here. And that's particularly important as we are now starting 2021 in a place that we couldn't possibly have imagined this time last year. 
COVID is still very much with us. Some of us are now facing the prospect of continuing and enhanced measures against it. So what do you think that investors are expecting in terms of the impact of COVID in financial statements? Three points keep coming up when we talk to investors and analysts. The first one is around going concern. And investors are interested in how the company and its auditor are getting comfortable with the assessment that the company should be using the going concern basis of accounting. They want to know what kind of scenarios have been used, how those have been arrived at, and they're looking more closely at the disclosures around it. Yeah, and going concerns clearly been a key concern um, around at the moment. So it sounds like getting specific disclosures of what the company is doing around going concern and why it's been doing that is going to be really important there. Yes, exactly. The second area is the need for transparency around what's a persistent or permanent change to the business and what's temporary as we move through the economic recovery. They're looking for good disclosure about risks, how the company is dealing with and mitigating risks, and generally the agility of a company and its business model to adapt as needed. So transparency, not just about the numbers themselves, but that's also about what's behind the numbers and and the risks around them. Yes, indeed. And the final area is on the use of non-GAAP or alternative performance measures. Investors are often wary of these metrics that companies use, uh, but now they're most concerned about the risk of COVID washing or putting any bad news under a COVID heading to explain it away. So they're calling this EBITDA or earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, and COVID. So they'll be looking to see if companies include the costs and the savings due to COVID in their adjustments. And they'll also be looking at how any COVID-related adjustments are reflected in the KPIs being used for executive remuneration. So, so the way that those adjustments in APMs are justified will be the key way that companies can help manage any concerns around COVID washing then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move off COVID and look a little bit to the longer term. Climate change has been said to be just as much of a crisis, but more of a hidden crisis than COVID um, because its impact is not as immediately obvious to everyone. But it's still an urgent issue nonetheless. Can you tell us a bit about what you're hearing at the moment about interest in green reporting matters? Yeah, ESG reporting or environmental, social and governance reporting is becoming more and more interest in getting a lot of attention. Some analysts are actually concerned that this is taking such a priority over the financials um, that they would urge companies to make sure that they balance it appropriately. And, And you mentioned it being maybe a hidden crisis, but some think that it's not hidden, that it's actually having an impact now and it's changing the way companies are having to do business and changing some of its uh, cost structures and perhaps even business models directly or indirectly and that that's important to make sure that they uh, the financial information reflects that. We know that proxy advisors, so the groups that provide advice on voting recommendations at company AGMs are also looking at this uh, in making those recommendations. Last year, an open letter was published on the Principles for Responsible Investment website, and another letter was sent to a group of European companies by the Institutional Investors Group on Climate Change. These investor letters ask companies, boards, and auditors, and regulators, and others to ensure that climate risk is reflected in the financial statement assumptions of companies. And so related to that, the ISB staff put out educational material at the end of last year about the effects of climate related matters and financial statements prepared applying IFRS standards. And that demonstrates 
their interest in this area and the link with the financial statements as well, I think. Yes, definitely. And that ISB educational material has been really welcomed by the investment community. It goes some way to helping bridge the financial and non-financial reporting to show how they can or should be more integrated. And I expect we'll see more progress on this for the coming months. Yeah. So you would see that, especially, I think, the consultation for the IFRS Foundation trustees on sustainability reporting has just had its comment deadline. So it'll be interesting to see how those things all come together over the coming months as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a number of things we have been hearing on an ongoing basis from investors and this need for numbers to stack up across disclosures is important. And we've been we've we know that there are some things which are general frustrations about reporting. So these might be things that are not quite as fashionable as COVID and climate, but still of enduring importance. What would you say matters most? It's a really good question and it's hard to pick just one, but I guess if you look at an overarching issue, it's going to be transparency and the need for transparency in the accounts and in the reporting. Users of accounts need to see clear and easy to understand message. So if companies can think of their audience as someone being outside the company that needs information, and while they may not think something is obvious or they may think others know it already, it's not always going to be obvious to the reader of your accounts. So that's the thing, show your workings. It's only obvious if you knew it already. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of workings on this point, disaggregation <laughs> is an important part of transparency. This helps analysts with their bottoms up analysis and their understanding of the business, but it also shows them that there isn't something potentially lurking in an other category that might be really important to the business. So that's about providing enough reassurance you've explained enough so that they know you've explained everything important there I guess yes yes and then that leads me to my third point on transparency which is about remembering to balance the good news with the bad news and in fact being open about your challenges and how you're working to address them will help build trust with the market great yeah, that's, that's that's good advice what are the most common complaints that you hear from investors um, there are a few uh, related to the financial reporting that I think are worth raising. And actually, the some of the suggestions that have I hear regularly are quite nicely summarized by a document that the Corporate Reporting Users Forum put out last month. It's a refresh of their Quick Wins paper, which was first published in 2011. Uh, it's on their website at cruft.com. And it lists four areas of reporting they'd like to see improved for users of financial statements. These include M&A reporting, cash flow disclosures, segment reporting, and key performance indicators. There are no real surprises in that list, but it might well be worth our listeners taking a look at that. Thanks for, for the reminder. Before we end then, for my last question, do you have any final takeaways that for our listeners? Yeah, I think just one point to make really is that investors and analysts are far more understanding than you may think, particularly when there's a crisis. And we've seen that with COVID. As companies are working to get on top of the issues, whether it's regarding dividend policy or reporting timelines, investors have been quite understanding about that, but uh, that has its limits and they will start to worry if they think companies might be using COVID as an excuse. And the this year's results are likely to look different from last year's and probably next year's as well. So investors and analysts will want to know what's happened that's due to COVID, what's permanent, and what's truly a one-off. And they'll also want to hear the company's story directly from the company. So making sure that 
the reporting is tailored to your business and it's not boilerplate will be really important. And just remember that it's your report. So make sure it's clearly about your company. Great. And you were telling me just before we started recording that we've got more information on what anal investors and analysts are looking for from reporting during COVID or otherwise in our Investor View series on the PwC website. So that's another thing that might be worth taking a look at. So thank you, Hilary, for that insight. We are going to call it a date now. So I'd just like to say thanks to all our listeners. Um, stay safe and happy accounting. The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.